Yo, was Gucci? Hello. So, we're back. We are. We haven't been the best about potting. No, we haven't. I haven't done any NBA pods, but uh, this is get popped, so we don't need to um, to talk about the NBA except for the fact that Draymond Green and Tristan Thompson got into a fight. The ESPYS had to be separated. It's pretty cool, but that is not. Why we are here today. It is not. We're gonna come straight out at you. <laughs> I don't know why there's a pause after that. That's like the day from Happy Endings. Yeah, it was like, well, wait, what did he say? It was like, you can come, come, come over to me. And then it was also just like that. Remember that goofy boy band that I showed you? Oh, it yeah. It was the, um, I'm gonna make you come tonight, pause over to my house. But anyway, so. We're going to talk about some movies today. We're going yeah. to talk about some TV. And then we're going to talk about an article that triggered us both hard. And have to we, can't, we just can't unsay what we need to unsay. What we need to say, rather. Wait, we can't unsay what we need to unsay? We can't... Okay, uh, let's just move on. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> so, we've, I've seen a lot of movies lately because I don't start my teaching um, for a couple of weeks. But we've also seen some movies together. We have. We so... We saw Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade. Yeah. And it was very, very good. It was extremely good. It was a movie that made you very uncomfortable. Extremely uncomfortable. Like, there were scenes where I almost had to cover my eyes. I was covering my eyes and doing, like, the sideways, you know, the sideways look. Yeah. It's so well done. The acting is superb. It was very well casted. Very well cast. And well written you can tell that he really took time to figure out what it's like to be in eighth grade now and even though being in eighth grade now is very different than like when grant and i were in eighth grade so much of it still rang true you know just this it's an awkward girl and she's just trying to like fit in and she's trying to fit in i understand like the awkwardness and like you have friends and then you don't have friends anymore you like friends turn on a dime it's crazy yeah but yeah, it was so good. Yeah, and it was sort of like the Atlanta style where it doesn't have a plot necessarily. It's kind of just that the plot's not important to the movie. It's just It's just like, of, yeah, it's like the last week of this girl's eighth grade year, basically. Yeah. And there's like no, yeah, no plot. It's just like following her. And it's only a 90-minute movie, so short and sweet. Short and sweet, yeah. Um, the dad kind of runs away with it. Adorable. Dad is, dad is big. Adorable, dorky dad. Yeah. He's kind of like not bad looking. Oh my god, here it starts. Well no, it here was it who starts. was it? It was I think Vulture did an article. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure it was Vulture. It was Vulture asleep, but they did an article about how he was like Bay. And it's just like the dad in the movie is like the most positive, supportive person you could even imagine. Extremely endearing. Because like this girl's going through some crap. I mean, she's an awkward eighth grader, doesn't really have any friends. Tries to pretend she does on her little YouTube channel. She's trying to be mean. Or she's kind of being mean to him. She's really mean to him. And she, like, throws a banana at him. And she's, like, rude and really mean. And I was telling Grant, like, if I ever tried that with my parents, I would not get the reaction that he gives her. Which yeah. is just, like, kind of, like, shrugs his shoulders and smiles and just, like, it's a phase or whatever. He was yeah. just so lovely and positive. Yeah. And there was little things in there about how, almost like a commentary now, like they have a lockdown drill, which is sort oh, of yeah, something that it we, was weird. We didn't we didn't really have those. I mean, I work in a school and we do the lockdown drills, and they are weird. And you know, I work in an elementary school, so the kids sort of don't really get it. But even I mean, so even some of them kind of know what's up. I mean, they they're very connected, but it's just not something that we that we did as kids. So. Well, yeah, no, it wasn't quite. The way it is now. And they're, the way they portrayed the lockdown girl was, like, really upsetting. Yeah, kind of upsetting. So, and also the way that social media just makes, like, eighth grade is already hard enough, let alone bringing in social media. I mean, yeah, they're all on Snapchat and Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's, like, listen to an interview with Bo Burnham, and he said that when he wrote, like, the script, and he was, like, talking to, like, the girl, I forgot her name, who the eighth grader in the movie. You did a really good job. She was amazing. But he was talking to her about the script and he had it originally that all these people were like communicating through like Facebook Messenger. And she's like, what? 
no, we don't use Facebook Messenger. We I all know, like yeah. use Instagram. He's like, oh, okay. So since like the time I wrote this script, everything has changed. Nobody uses Facebook. So then he had to like rewrite it to center more around Instagram. Yeah, the character even says that like nobody uses Facebook anymore. Yeah, because oh yeah, there was it was like the mean girl. Mom. It was like the mean girl. Yeah. But I mean, what's funny to us about that is Facebook started my last year of high school, like when you were in college and just funny to think that your last year of high school well i mean that's when i was on it right yeah i mean it started my freshman year of college was the first year of facebook right point is that was the cool app that was on there and now like old people are on it and they ruined it thanks thanks old people you i mean it's true you ruined facebook it was better when it wasn't for yeah and when people like were putting like pictures doing keg stands and stuff yeah that was back in the old you don't see that anymore yeah you don't see that now you just see people post pictures of their baby's poopy diaper yeah i know just disgusting and they're like sonograms which is also oh god okay all right (laughs) so anything more about i mean that that was kind of short and sweet but anything more about eighth grade no highly recommend i think it was fabulous yeah, one of the better movies I've seen. Um, really recommend. Like I said, it's really awkward. It's good to have, like, we went to a theater where you can get, like, a beverage, as in the alcoholic variety. And so I had a glass of wine, and that helped with my, like, cringe-ness. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was good. But it will make you cringe. It kind of has, like, the same quality as, like, an office episode yeah, does but, where you're just like you see her doing something just like you see michael scott doing something you see it coming a mile away and it's like oh my god please don't do this please don't do this don't do this don't do this and then she does it and it's like oh my god yeah and i think it's more realistic to people's like i remember when 13 came out and like they were doing drugs and having sex and i don't think that that was necessarily a lot of people could relate to that particular experience not to say that that's you know people didn't have that experience or that that movie's not this good seemed or whatever. much more true to i think most people's... most more people's experience is exactly right and there, there is a creepy scene in it there is a creepy scene we don't like spoil yeah, the scene but, or whatever but there's like a creepy yeah. scene that could go in a multiple two different directions yeah um but yeah it's not like yeah 13 was just like so over the top i think this yeah. i'm actually not really a fan of that no movie. i mean this felt true to me like it's like this Girl, it's, you know, like Britney Spears. Not yet a woman. Oh, But my God. she's... It's true. She is. She's in this, like, place where you, like, look at her bedroom and she still has, like, things that are, like, little kiddish. That yeah. are still, like, quite juvenile. But she's about to go into high school. And, I mean, I remember being in that place when I was in eighth grade. You know, you're still, like, have your American Girl doll and, like, Barbies in a corner. But you're too old to play with that. But you just can't get rid of it yeah, yet. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it just was very relatable yeah, so highly recommend. Go see it. I don't think you necessarily need to see it in theaters. No, um, it's, it's not necessarily a theater watch. Yeah, but that is a good segue. To Mission Impossible. Fallout, which is a theater watch. It's a theater watch. Do not yeah. wait for this to come out on DVD. Yeah, don't wait. So we can, like, go ahead with the caveats. Yes, Tom Cruise is a terrible person. He's awful, blah, blah, blah. We hate him. Scientology's bad. All of that is true. There's no ethical consumption under late-stage capitalism anyway, so just enjoy it. I'm sorry. Bay doesn't like when I when I, when I I go that way. But anyway, there isn't. Okay, so just see the movie. Anyways. That, that being said. Mission Impossible is one of the best action franchises we have. It is. And what's interesting is that it got sort of like a reboot, it's basically. The, like... Ghost Protocol kind of changed what it was. Well, yeah. The latest ones have been, like, the best ones. Because yeah. this was the sixth one. And it started... I mean, this franchise started... In 96. Yeah. So it's been 22 years, which is really crazy. When they talk about going on the internet, like, let's surf the internet. Like. And Tom Cruise is 56, which is also crazy. Yeah. He actually looks good. He looks... He's a good-looking 56. Not that Tom Cruise is good-looking, but... I mean, he looks like he's fucking 40. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really look different than he did, like, 10 years ago. No, he doesn't look that much different than he did 20 years ago. It's got handsome-ass Henry Cavill. It does. He's just there to be, like, jacked and big. He, they, they they need to have a shirtless scene with him. There was him. no shirtless scenes with him. That was disappointing. And his his mustache got, his situation got better. Well, but... so he started off with a mustache, but then it kind of... There's one scene where you could tell, like, they had to reshoot I know, it. And I know, he had a full beard, and his shirt was different his shirt grew a pocket and that oh, was yeah, a little yeah, weird yeah. Well, remember when he cocks his arms that was pretty cool in the that fight. was cool but that's when like you see yeah. like the pocket and his like beard grows well, he so just like... looks intimidating like yeah he's just a bi- i mean but almost in a way that like uh 
Like a Helmsworth is just like he looks, like a strapling dude. You know who he looks like? He looks like Jamie Dornan, but like a bigger guy. His face. In yeah. the face, he's very Jamie Dornan. I mean, he's got a good face. He's got a very good face. And he's mm. shirtless in um, like Man of Steel, like in the... Oh, Batman I haven't seen any of those. Maybe I need to see them so I can see him shirtless. Anywho, this movie's really good. I mean, of course they have like an impossible mission... As you might deduce from the title, it has to do like center around nukes. I mean, the plot doesn't matter. The plot let's, doesn't let's matter. The plot, you... None of them. None of the plots matter. We hadn't seen Rogue Nation. You don't really need to see the ones. I think this one directly, like, is in terms of like movies that are connected. Um, Fallout and Rogue Nation have the most connections. I yeah, think, and there were other. some like callbacks. There's even callbacks to the first one. Yeah, there are callbacks that like, if you haven't seen all of the movies, you wouldn't. It wouldn't like matter, but yeah. if you have, it's kind of like a little like Easter egg. Like, like a oh, wink, wink, okay, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's funny. I I even mentioned this in the movie. I whispered it to to Bay in the movie, and she laughed. There's a part where Tom Cruise is like to his team. He's like, "We can't trust anyone, so we have to do it ourselves." <laughs> and it's like you always have to do it yourself. Oh, Ghost it's... Protocol, Rogue Nation. You're always doing it yourself. Am I too? He never like. I know mission of exactly all of, them. all of them. You always have to do it yourself. So There's always have... like who are they hiring? What is their hiring process like? I don't know. There's so many more. But he had like this, yeah, this dramatic thing. It's like, oh my god. And they do the switcheroos with the faces, which I I gotta say I love. And you didn't see the one in this one coming. I, I did. I didn't see. It I saw it coming. But I mean, there's um, there's there's a multiple base situation with Tom Cruise. Uh, Van- what's her name? Is it Vanessa Kirby? She played um, what's her face on the crown. Uh, she is extremely good looking. She's oh my god! I think she's, she's not as good looking as Henry Cavill is good looking. I think she's a we, bombshell. The 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 homies don't have as much eye candy as as the ladies. You have this. three Who? beautiful women. Who you've got her. She's all right. You've got Elsa. Elsa. Uh, she's pretty good looking. Oh the the. And then, so so Max from the first movie, I guess her daughter or granddaughter is like it's her daughter, kind of like a arms dealer. Shady, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, shady person, and she's kind of like crazy and like all just like Max was like into into Tom. And Cruise. she's just like wears like slinky clothes, and she I mean she's beautiful. If yeah, you've okay. ever seen her, she plays um, Princess. What's her name on the Crown? She's gorgeous. But anyway, so I mean, there's a bunch of crazy shit that happens. It's it's funny. It's kind of like a better ver- like I think I think the Bond franchise is dead. I'm sorry, but I do. Like I don't think there's you know some people say that Skyfall or Casino Royale. I don't think those movies are. Tra- I like Daniel Craig, but I think those movies are suck. And I think those movies were better as the Bourne movies. Well, they're just like I think they just tried to. It seemed like they tried to be too serious. Well, they tried to be like because the Bourne franchise ruined James Bond because it's like oh my god, this is like actually really cool and not like ridiculous. Yeah. But it's almost one of those things where it's like the the SNL thing where it's like you like who grew up who you grew up with and like everyone else just kind of seems lame. Like I remember Pierce Brosnan and like Golden Goldeneye. Eye. Goldeneye I mean, is legit. I mean, Goldeneye is like the most '90s like action movie. But isn't ever. it perfect? I mean, I like the game. It's 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 a good fun movie. And then I love um, Goldfinger, like I the love, Sean Connery. Yeah, ones. Sean Connery is good. But. Um, I mean, Fallout is really fun. You'll, it's fun. I mean, you'll enjoy and it. And it just... Tom Cruise, he just dedicates himself to like... I know. He's, he injury. might die one he, day. He's probably going to die doing a stunt. I mean... He might actually die one day. He did... I mean, he broke his ankle. Yeah. And they showed the scene where he did break his ankle. It's like he's jumping from a roof. Yeah. And he legit hurt himself. He did 2,000 hours... Of helicopter. To be able to be like a helicopter pilot because there's this crazy scene at the end of the movie with like two helicopters and then they're like, it's really Tom Cruise like driving, like piloting this helicopter. And then there's this motorcycle, like... Car chase scene. Oh yeah, that's in Paris. Insane. Yeah, and it looks like they really filmed on location in Paris yeah. too. Like they, I mean, they didn't fake it. You know, you can tell when movies fake it, but this one did. But you can tell. I was listening to something else and they made the point. Like a lot of like action movies, you can just tell. Like even though CGI and stuff has gotten so much better, you can. Yeah, tell. Yeah, I know. This is a green this screen. Is, this is something that you don't really have because Tom Cruise is so willing to do his own stunts and yeah, put his body in danger that they don't have to worry about stunt doubles and green screens. No, exactly. He'll do it. He'll do it. Yeah. So I think that makes it like the tension when some of this stuff is happening makes it even that much more. No, it definitely adds to the movie. Yeah, definitely adds to the movie. So 
I would say that this is my one of my favorite ones. I really like the first one, even though it's very different. Uh, I think Ghost Protocol is the best. That has, in my opinion, the best stunt where he climbs up the tower in Dubai. Oh, that was I mean, cool. that one. That one was pretty. I mean, that's like ranked like the top and like most. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's just insane. I I really just like Ghost Protocol in general. Rogue Nation was pretty good. I mean, we watched it. You weren't super into it. I that wasn't, one. but I've only watched it once. It Maybe. feels like we should do like just a whole Mission Impossible rewatch starting yeah. from the beginning. Because I mean, I saw the first one, but it was ninety six or ninety seven. Like yeah, I haven't seen I, it again. I was big into it when I was a kid. And you seen, have to watch that multiple times. And I've only seen it once. I saw Mission Impossible two several times. That's one. With, that's the John Woo. It's got that's Danny Newton. Yeah, I know. That's when people typically ranked towards the bottom. I don't know. I really like that one. But not, I like her a yeah. lot, so that might have had something to do with it. I'm not super big on Mission Impossible 3, actually. Okay. Even though it has Philip Seymour Hoffman, R.I.P. Oh, I like that one. But, yeah. I need to, We should do... That's something we should okay. do. We should do... And maybe we'll do, like, a pod, and we just, like, talk about yeah. Mission Impossible. But they're, they're good stuff. Yeah, so highly recommend this. Go see it in the theater. It's a fun theater movie, just because some people, like, make noises and whatever, and... Yeah. I mean, it's, you were at the edge of your seat in the end, you even know, though you know. Yeah. You know that they're not all going to, like, die, and they're going to, like, solve and save the world and solve their impossible mission, but it's still, like, they give you down to the wire, and there's, like, a little bit of you that thinks that maybe this is going to go poorly. Yeah. Yeah. So, going from the silver screen to the small screen. Oh, my God. We've been watching some TV. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to talk about is the new Sasha Baron Cohen show, which has had three episodes so far, Who is America? And it is insane. It's insane. Last night we were watching it, and Grant's like, I can't watch. Oh, my God, I can't watch. It's, I can't watch. He's, like, curling up in the fetal position. He was so uncomfortable. It's insane, but Sasha Baron Cohen is the perfect person to... Be a troll. troll in 2018 yeah. because his commitment is I mean he there is nothing he won't do and you can say that that's good you can say that you know what does trolling accomplish whatever I mean what he's able to get people to do he knows how to tap into the perfect whatever to to get people to bring the absolute worst out in a certain group of people yes. like he knows exactly what to do and he just gets people to sign on to insane shit. I mean, his his Israeli character is great. Yeah, so he basically, for the past, I guess it's been a little over a year, he has, I want to say, like, four or five. Yeah, four or five. Characters that he went, like, I mean, it's better than, like, you know, a Borat or Bruno, where they've done, like, deep prosthetics on him. Yeah. I mean, some more well, successful hate, than others, but, yeah. like, there are some, like, that I you, hate Bruno, honestly. I mean, what, that's fine. What is Bruno supposed to show that, like, the fashion industry is... Vapid and that's that's fine, but that's not what we're going with. I'm just saying, like, the progression of like that was not really like a costume, he had put on an accent and wore clothes. These are like deep prosthetics that he's wearing in these characters that you would not realize, that it's him. And just the way he walks as the Israeli, like the insane Israeli Mossad. And my, my favorite bit was. He gets the state senator from Georgia to literally show his ass and chase him. Yelling the way, N-word? Yelling the N-word. I mean, he just... <laughs> he ended up resigning. Yeah, I mean, I think he had actually lost his... Well, he did, but he said, I'm going to serve up my term, and then he right. got and then so he much res- shit, I know. he had to and, resign. I mean, he had to resign, right? And then I also like the one where... I think it was in that same episode where... So he's got this NPR character who's like a stereotypical liberal who's well, he's like... He's supposed to be like, a professor. Like, I'm a cisgendered white male, and I apologize for that. And he... He talks about, he goes to this meeting in Arizona, in like a small town in Arizona, about investing $300 million in the town. And they find out it's to make it like a tourist generation for like Muslims and they're going to build a mosque. And they just like go insane. And he just, I mean, he plays them like a fiddle in making them look the worst as they could uh, possibly be. It was awful. Like they showed their racism. Right. I mean, it was just so... It was just so bad. Um, what was your What was your favorite? I think the state senator was just. I mean, he was so willing and eager to say the n word, <laughs> yell gay slurs. I'm sorry for laughing. It's just so and pull his 
pants down and show his ass on TV because doesn't he, doesn't he rip off like a fake cock in the end? Yeah. Or oh yeah. What is he, he, what is he, that? he rips off a like a f- fake penis and like, like it's like a sausage and he bites eats into it, it and he's like, "This is what I'll do." It it's out. so weird. I know, and that's worth watching because it's just. So insane, and then he was like, you know, I was coerced and all this. Like, no, you weren't, and you still thought this was a good idea to, like, do this. Yeah, I was... I like when, I mean, the everyday people is telling about, like, where the country is or whatever, but I like when he, like, gets some of these more famous people. Like, we haven't seen the Sarah Palin episode yet. Oh, man. Oh, last night. Roy Moore. Roy Moore. I mean, he calls him a pedophile to his face. He does, which he is. He is. I mean, it was just... It was uncomfortable, and Roy Moore was not it, amused. No, he wasn't. But it was amazing because... But, I mean, he got him so... So, he, he has, like, a um, metal detector yeah, so thing, he's, basically. He it, said he's, like, talking to Roy Moore about, like, in Israel, like, their technology and how, like, the U.S. Army, you know, has, like, technological advances and how they've developed a system to, like, find creeps and pedophiles because, you know, those are a scourge in our communities. And so they've developed this thing because there's, like, you secrete some sort Wait, of... Can I can I add one yeah. thing in there? Well, a, a very negative stereotype of, of Muslims that, like, you know, very racist people say is that, like, they're pedophiles. Yeah. So, like, the Isra- like that, that, was, that was why they, they yeah, put yeah. that. And, and exactly what you were saying, like, like, this machine that, like, picks up in your secretions and he's like and then he waves over himself he's like look see doesn't work and then he waves over Roy Moore and it keeps beeping and then he keeps trying to make excuses for why and he's like this is really weird it's just again playing him the right way pushing the right well exactly the camera just like focused on Roy Moore's face the entire time and it's like yeah you're a fucking creep yeah Um, it's so good it is uncomfortable and there are some like I think the guy I forgot his name who's like the stereotypical like crazy liberal and then like the Israeli guy and then there's the there's guy like, that's kind of like supposed to be like a Breitbart like the Alex Jones guy yeah he hasn't done anything I think yet. he's the one who gets Sarah Palin yeah um then there are a couple others that I don't think are as successful yeah there's like this artist guy that we've only seen him once we didn't really like his bit about like doing art with his own feces which is yeah. a little weird and then there was wasn't there one other one that we saw I can't remember I mean that was the only yeah, I don't know. But um, it's worth checking. It's only a half hour, if that. I think some of the episodes are a little shorter. It's on Showtime on Sunday nights. It's definitely worth it. Every week, it seems like he at least gets somebody who's high profile on for that week. So this Yeah, week, I mean, some people he doesn't get, like... Ted Koppel, he did not Yeah, pull. and Bernie came off as very earnest. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's an argument to be made that the fact that these people's people let them talk to this guy sure. is not the best. But no, Ted Koppel and You definitely Bernie. don't want to be in front of a camera with Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, you don't want to be in that position. No. I mean, but sometimes, every once in a while, somebody will come on, and I can't remember who it was. Um, oh, Newt Gingrich, like, he was, as Ali G, he was saying, like, a woman can never be president. And Newt Gingrich was actually, like, looking like the more reasonable no. one. Oh, we didn't even talk about Dick Cheney. Oh, my God. That, when he says, like, do, do people want there to be less Bush and more Dick? <laughs> And then he, t- he talks how he wants a dick pic. And he's like, how do you feel that you, you know, you killed 100,000 terrorists and 700,000 potential terrorists? I mean, it was... And Dick Cheney's kind of like laughing. And he's like, was, well, I didn't kill him. But, you know, it's good to know. And It was brutal. And then he's like chuckling as he signs the waterboard kit. I know the waterboard. I mean, he's... That was, that was a good one. I mean... Oh, my God. That was good. Yeah, that was good. I mean, it's... And then there was one... Um, I guess just to, to finish up here. There was one with um he goes to like a rap battle the liberal guy goes like, to a yeah. rap battle and at first he's just doing terrible and then he kind of does well and they actually start cheering him it was really funny it was pretty good i mean he <laughs> yeah he's in atlanta doing like some rap battle and he's like being weird and then he like actually gets a good diss in yeah, the end, and everybody a... in the crowd is just like loses I think their shit the expectations were just very low and so like funny. but um yeah, I if if you can take the cringe, it's a word. It's yeah, a worthwhile. and there are definitely some segments that are more cringy than others, yeah. but it's thirty minutes. You can get through it. Yeah, absolutely. It's worth watching these like asshole Republicans be humiliated. I know. I mean, it just it's it's so perfect. It's but really good. moving right along, 
Babe doesn't like that. The facial, she does not like that. She doesn't like my trend. You don't like my transitions, do you? I don't. I don't think you need like this like hard transition. I know. I don't. I don't do the words. I, I, I know. Oh, we didn't even talk about going very briefly back to eighth grade. She, the girl signs off saying Gucci. Oh which, my by god! The way, I started. Oh, I'm sorry. You can go back on the podcast and see. Maybe Bo Burnham like listens to our pod. And like that would be good. He must be like cut an us a grade. fucking check, Bo Burnham. He must be like this. Must you're be like, biting our shit. This is an eighth grade boy because he's saying Gucci. You're biting our shit. All right, let's let's okay. keep going. But going back, so we're gonna talk about. I know you don't like when I do that either. When <laughs> I do the intro, we're gonna talk about sharp objects. Yes, sharp objects. We've both read the book before the show. We did. Um, so far, I think I like the show better. See, and I think I like the book better. Um, very well cast. Oh, it's extremely well cast. Definitely um, in the model of Big Little Lies, which is amazing. Yeah, but it's way darker. Way darker. I mean, even the way it's shot, everything way it's feels shot, yeah. darker. But it's definitely, it's a dark story. Dark story. Very intense, very slow. Slow burn. A lot of flashbacks, a lot of sort of playing with reality. Yeah. Um, like. But Amy Adams is very good. She's a kind of a troubled woman who goes from St. Louis in the show, Chicago in the book. To back to her hometown where her mother is very wealthy and basically runs the town to investigate some child murders. Yeah. And, and it kind of inner, you know, she's kind of rediscovering her childhood where she had some trauma. And yeah. And Troubled is, I mean, she's, well, I mean, I guess if you're listening to this, you can have spoilers. This is not like a huge spoiler. She's a cutter. Yeah. She's a cutter, but like an extreme, she like cuts, she, she like cuts carves work. words. She carves into her. words. And basically from her neck, down to her feet. She has carved like every inch did of skin. Did you say basically? I said basically. I think you said basically. I don't think Can, I did. I think you said basically, well, but we'll, continue. We'll listen to the tape afterwards. Um, tape don't lie. Okay. She has carved words. And that like words, especially in the show, play a big role. Like you find hidden words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. In the show. Um, which is interesting. But yeah, and they like, so far you've seen... I guess the makeup Amy Adams has to get into to be able to like oh show God. the words is a lot because like I said it's every it looks very I mean it's very well done yeah I mean it's supposed to be like pretty much every inch of her body almost to she's carved words into it um, so yeah she comes back she has a half sister who's in the book is like twelve or thirteen. In the show, they've made her a little older. I Which think I think is better. Is it it's better story? because, like, in the book, like, the stuff this girl's doing is, like, really, like... Yeah, she's, like, doing drugs and... She's doing a lot of things that you would be very uncomfortable by, like, a 12-year-old. Yeah, no, it's, that was it's just... still, like, uncomfortable, but I guess no, it's, it's like, okay, better. a 14 or 15-year-old, a 15-year-old, you're, like... It's also just, I think, honestly, for the viewer's sake, it's just not quite as hard to watch. I mean, yeah. I think that was a create, like, a... Yeah, yeah. A strategic decision to be, like... Well, you know, high school people are more likely to do wild shit rather than like a 13, yeah. you know, like a 13. A girl in middle school. And then um, she had a sister Who died. died when she was like a kid. Yeah. Who sort of like haunted like her, you know, she's st- still sort of like haunted by. But it's a little slow. I, I do feel like it drags on. Like I'm engaged, but it's definitely not like... Like, Big Little Lies, I felt, like, really invested in and wanted to keep watching. I mean, I had seen that after the fact, so I could just keep watching and watching. But Sharp Objects, although I I love the creepy vibe, I love the intensity of it, it does feel like it drags on a little bit. It does. It feels like there's some, like, and they've added some things into the show, which I understand. You need to, like, do that. But some of what they've added just seems extraneous. Yeah, that's, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, just seems unnecessary. No, no, no. I mean, but what, what, what part of what they added? So like? there was, um, there's like a kind of like a. It wasn't like a huge time suck, but there's like this. They're hinting at like. Oh, the play. Yeah, there's the this play, play with the and there's like, uh, so Amy Adams, um, so her name's Celeste. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Celeste. No, Camille. Camille. Wait, Celeste. Why did I say Celeste? I don't know. Camille. Camille. Yeah. Her sister is Emma. Her sister, like we said, is like the one who's now on the show, like 15. There's like a weird, she's rehearsing for a play at school and there's a weird scene with her and a teacher, like. Or like an, like an adult. 
Well, yeah, like, he's the one doing something with the play, and he's definitely an adult, but, like, some weird... Like, she, like, touches his hand. Like the, It's weird. It, it There's, Im- like, a weird vibe. Like, inappropriate. And it's, like, that's not in... It, I mean, it's not in the book, and it's not really sure why it's in the book. Yeah. So, I, that's weird, and then I just... feels like there's something else that I had on top of my head. I mean, do you feel like there's anything they've added that... I can't think of anything on the top of my head. Whoa, I know. I know exactly. Go ahead. So, in the book, we knew that, like, uh, Camille went to rehab. She was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the show, we get this whole backstory about, like, a girl she befriended. Like, music's a big part in the show. But she befriended this girl, and they, like, shared, like, this girl's iPod when they could get Which like wasn't free time. in the book at all. And then this girl like ended up killing herself by chugging Drano. And but that was that was that was in... wasn't in the book. So it adds this whole another demon to Camille. Which I get that like adds something else to the show, but that wasn't in the book. And I think it was last episode. Not this one this past Sunday, but the one before. Yeah, yeah. And that was like a huge plot point in that yeah. episode. And I'm just like I don't yeah. know. I'm interested to see how that... We'll, yeah, we'll see how it... If it, like, turns into anything else, out, yeah. or if it's just supposed to, like, give us more backstory, but that was definitely not in the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so far, I'm enjoying it. I still think I like the book better at this point, but we're, what, four episodes in now, so I think we're probably hitting the point where maybe it's gonna, like, pick up a little bit. Yeah. Just because this is a, like, mini-series, so we don't have that many more yeah. left. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And knowing where the book goes, I think that there could be a reveal and then a couple episodes after that. Oh, yeah. 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 So, the final show we're going to talk about is a very silly show. It's called Power. It's on stars. I didn't know we were talking about Power. Oh, yes. Oh. It's on the list, babe. Okay. And Power is not what you would call a good show. It is a fun show. It is not a good show. But we're totally hooked on it. Oh, 100%. Grant always wants Because it drops, like, early. Usually drops... Usually 24 hours. This week it didn't drop 24 hours early. Which but I was very mad about. It drops early. and Oh, yeah. Grant was, like, trying to search for it. He was very upset that we couldn't watch it early. But he's, like, 100% in. I mean, I am, too. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever watched on TV. But I still want to watch it. I mean, I think the cast is good. It... 50 Cent is just... 50 Cent is is great on it. It films on location in New York City, which I think really adds to the, like... You feel, you don't feel like you're in Atlanta or, like, on you the You feel like stage. you're in you New York. You feel like you're in New York. And the characters are always... I mean, it's got, like, a Ross and Rachel. Like, these two characters always have to go back to each other. Or almost, like, in... Sca- I would say, actually, in Scandal. It's like a scandal. Like, what's it? Olivia and... And the, the president. And the the ugly-ass president. And the ugly-ass president. But, um, I mean, basically, it's about ghost who is like a a drug dealer trying to sort of trying to make it straight i guess yeah and he meets but he keeps being sucked into the life yeah i mean he keeps getting sucked into the life i mean it's there's like a tweet that was like ghost in 2012 i'm out ghost in 2013 i'm out go like up until now like he always there's always something that brings him in we're on season what five or six five or six yeah so i mean i just think that's pretty funny but i actually rooted for ghost sort of at the beginning and now ghost is a huge fuck yeah i mean so so their daughter died in it and now ghost is just lashing out and like he's working with like a shady business guy and he's mean to his son he's mean to his wife i mean he's really mean he's super mean ghost is awful he's the worst. And he's going back with Angela, of course. That made you so mad. You're like, no. No. Angela's like, she's AUSA Angela Valdez. Which, by the way, like, I don't know if that's accurate or if that's the most realistic part of the show is that, like, the justice system is just horribly fucked. But how is this woman? This woman who has, like, compromised herself. Has been, like, under investigation. Like, deleting evidence. I mean, she's the worst person to have in terms of, like, justice. she still has this, like, major job. And they keep, like, falling back with each other. And I just don't understand. Well, you hate Angela. I hate her. Like, she should be dead by now. Like, she should. And the whole show is so interesting because it was created and most of the episodes are written by a woman. Yeah. Courtney Kemp. And so that's like 
really interesting, and it is something that you kind of notice. I yeah. mean, it's it's a ridiculous show, but like the women aren't like damsels. No, they're pretty. Even if you like don't like them, aka Angela, they're strong women yeah. who take care of their shit. And I think Tasha is like a really well written woman character. Yeah, she's, she's in this like marriage with ghosts. It's not well. But she's she, definitely. I mean. Tasha is not like a necessarily a good person. She's complicit no, in like a criminal. She is, lifestyle. but she's also like a strong. Yeah, absolutely. Woman. Yeah, she's. So I do like that portrayal of women, even though it's this weird. Like everybody's doing illegal and illicit shit. That it's nice to see like none of these women are damsels. None of these women like need a man to rescue them. They're all doing right, their own stuff. Right. And going back to what you said about like Fifty Cent, it just. <laughs> I have this line. Fifty Cent is the best person to play Fifty Cent in the show. <laughs> like, in, like they were, I'm, I'm sure when they were in the meetings, they were like, "Man, let's get somebody who's like Fifty Cent." And Fifty Cent's like, "No, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna play me." And they're like, "Yeah, why don't we do that?" Like he just, and it's so good. he's just always shooting someone or saying he something. Always, like is like he's like, "Yeah, fuck that." He's like, "Your pops home, yo. That's dope." Like it's, <laughs> and he's like always like got a he's a goofy grin on his face. Yeah, yeah, no, he's I mean, good. But and 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 this is and I'm not even like making fun of him he's like legitimately good as himself he's no he's perfect like he's for got role. he's got charisma he like he is this is the role he was born to play <laughs> right? is him is an exaggerated version of himself in a ridiculous tv show and um oh kendrick lamar was on this yeah, kendrick lamar was pretty good and he was one. good he played like it was funny i was listening to a podcast um the Back to Black. Oh, yeah. Were like, they talking about it? They were talked about it briefly, and, like, Amin had no idea that it was Kendrick. He's oh, like, yeah. what, Kendrick was on? They're like, yeah, dude, it was this guy. And he's like, I had no idea. It's like, yeah, that was kind of the point. They, yeah. like, wanted him to play somebody you wouldn't have thought. In, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I think it's pretty diverse. Like, the black characters are sort of, like, the most important. I mean, there's white characters, too. There's, like, the entourage guy. We should talk about Proctor. Who's like, I mean, I think he's a, he's definitely an interesting character. And then there's Tommy. Now there's like the Italians, but like, there's like the Latino. I mean, there's Angela's a, Latino. Like there's the Latino guys who are like always in the mix. The Jimenez. The Jimenez. Yeah, no, it's like a very diverse, it's probably, I bet if you like looked at like the TV landscape, it's probably one of the most diverse shows yeah. on television. I mean, all of them are criminals, but I guess every, I mean, honestly, everyone in that show is a criminal. Everybody, so we can't say like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah, only yeah. like typecasting. Everybody's a criminal. They're all terrible well, people. Well, Lobos was gay. One of the cartel guys was gay. He was gay. Yeah. yeah, but it's so diverse as far as like ethnically and racially and like from right. a gender standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, for a, kind of a stupid show. It's very diverse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Shit, what's his name? What's Proctor? What's his real name? Um, I don't know his real name. I, you he was should know Turtle this. He, for Entourage. He's always That's on. All, he's um, Turtle. He's always on like our. It doesn't matter what his name. Anyways, is. people know him as Turtle. Turtle. Or Jerry Ferrara. Yeah. Ferrara. Yeah, something like that. Ferrara. Yeah. He um, he's on it. He plays a lawyer, like a crooked lawyer, but is very devoted to his daughter. His like wife is a drug addict that he like kicked to the curb. He also like, Turtle was disgusting. Turtle was disgusting. Turtle was just a fat, stupid bro. Yeah, so disgusting. Uh, Proctor is not. I don't know. Proctor got that glow up. I don't know what he did. Do you think he's good looking now? Or is it just like compared to how he compared was? Compared to how he was, it's just like he got a glow up. I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean, glow up? Like over time, you just like get better looking. Well, it's interesting that out of all the guys in Entourage, the only person that really has a career is... Is him. Which is funny because, like... Adrian Grenier was arguably very attractive. And the star in it. And then there was, like, E... And then even Johnny Drama. Like, they were all more interesting characters than Fat Turtle, who was just, like... It's just, like, you bring him in, say something sexist, and, like, get out. You know? Like... He, but, uh, he's very good in this role. Um... I don't know. I like I like Proctor, and he's the one. Even though he's like crooked and he like knows shady shit, he's one of the ones that I actually like find myself rooting for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean more. he's kind of out for himself. I mean he's definitely out for himself. Yeah, but. but you can see like the way he cares about his daughter, and I root for him more than I root for a lot of the other ones. I root for Tasha too. Yeah, I root for Tasha. Um, I like Angela because I think she's good looking. I know you like you like when she gets naked, which hasn't been a lot I know, lately. I, I know they're slack. They haven't had as much sex lately. I mean, that is one thing about the show is that there's like a softcore porn element to it. That's not just Especially like the, 
early seasons. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, it's not like the way that um, even like something like The Sopranos would have. There's definitely like, like a porn. I mean, not, I mean, like a softcore pornograph. I mean, I don't care about that. Uh, I, I know you don't. <laughs> I mean, you liked the Julio scene. Julio was very nice looking. Julio was good but looking. But they killed him. Yeah, they killed him, yeah. I, I like Dre. Nobody likes Dre. Dre is a fuck. <laughs> Even 50 Cent was like, everybody like everybody more than they like Dre. But... Yeah, he is like Ghost's protege. protege. He's now like taken over and he's like... Although he also saved him earlier in the season, he's gonna get He's going to get burned because he's got his fingers in too many honey yeah. pots. Also... Do we just forget that 50 Cent shot and killed his own son? That's just forgotten about. <laughs> yeah, he did. Literally just forgotten about. Yeah, he was like, welcome back to the crew with open arms. I After know. they thought, like, they thought they killed him. They thought he was dead and he just showed up. They, like, up. lit him on fire. Ghost killed him and lit him on fire. Well, he didn't kill him because he's alive. Well, but okay, he just... Ghost, like, kicked his ass and lit him on fire. But then he shows up and everybody's just kind of like... And it's kind of his fault that Raina died, too. Yeah, but he, they're just kind of like... So you ain't dead? Okay, It's not cool. really clear it's why so 50 Cent is, like, now a good guy. It's, he's, but he's not. I don't know. It's ridiculous. We, like, it was probably two years ago. I binged it and got caught up. And now we've watched the seasons as they've aired. Yeah. It's worth it. It's, like... It's a, very fun. It's a fun summer show. You know, it's a mindless summer show, which is what you want. Yeah. and It's, it's ridiculous. The, the Twitter stuff is great, too. Like, I remember... When um one season Ghost was in jail and um Jerry Ferrar was like posting stuff on Twitter and people would be like, Hey man, you gotta get Ghost out of jail. Like why are you what what are you doing? Like you gotta be working to get Ghost out. Of, I mean it's just so Yeah, the Twitter stuff, especially because nobody takes the show seriously, so yeah, the Twitter I mean, it, commentary is great. You shouldn't take this. I mean, and I, although I wanna say I think the soundtrack is very The is soundtrack very is very good. Yeah. The soundtrack is good, and... The theme song is great. The theme song of 50 Cent. Although it's got this line, I'm an undercover liar, I lie under the covers. Oh. Look a bitch in the eye and tell her that I love her. By the way, if Lamine, if you're listening, thank you for fact-checking all of our stuff. I don't know if you know this, but Lamine fact-checks what we say and writes comments about it. I'm pretty sure that's this. the only reason why he listens. Like, he... Apparently, something about the Halloween... I mean, I don't know. I think he... Or he just might just be adding on comments... But anyway, keep, keep hey, what keep listening, keep listening, keep listening, and keep keep doing that. I, I want to know if you if you are listening, and you hear this, um, text to homie because I'm really curious to see if if you're if you're listening to every episode. But anyway, that'll be a little Easter egg to test. But anyway, so the last thing we're going to talk about today, I know this is a long. I know you thought that was just funny, didn't you? You're still laughing. Okay. Is the ringer. Who we have sort of a love-hate. I mean, we basically really like The Ringer. We listen to a lot of their stuff. Can we listen to Bill Simmons? Although, can we first go into like our new favorite Twitter account? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, actually, you know what I think we should do? I think we should talk about our favorite Twitter account, um, take a quick break, and then come back and have this be a separate segment. What do you think about that? I think we should just knock it all out now. Or knock it out all out? Okay, skip that. We're, we're doing it live. <laughs> Fuck it! We'll do it live! <laughs> we'll do it live! Okay. Um, I like... What do you think of that 06... YouTube joke, like our OG YouTube. Well, we just watched the 2000s. We just watched the yeah. On CNN. Oh, which is another show we could have talked about, but you're. No, I would get that would that would that would that would trigger me. But anyway, so Bill Simmons is for. I mean, he's obviously very talented. Mm -hmm. I I really enjoy a lot of what he does, especially his interviews. His his interviews interviews are are really good. good. I mean, he gets people like Durant. He got Denzel. um, Denzel, the one was great. The Ethan Hawke one was really good. There was one recently that I thought was really awesome. Um. Not Bo Burnham. Um, okay, it, it'll come to me. But, I mean, he's really... I mean, he's interviewed Obama. He's interviewed all sorts of folks. And I think he brings the best... Oh, the Charlie... This is a, this isn't the one I was thinking of, but the Charlize Theron one was That really was really good, good too. And he said he got flustered, because obviously... I mean, she's very, very good looking. She's extremely good looking. And, um, I'd be flustered. Ooh. But anyway, so... Yeah, he's got, like, a very specific way of talking... And, you know, I mean, just like with any host, you have the same... I'm sure somebody could could talk about the things that I say a lot. But there's a Twitter account. I guess he's a D.C. area he, local. Uh, he's, but he's, he'll say stuff what, like... kill a cow? Yeah, he'll say stuff like... Like, he'll basically make fun of the way that Bill Simmons talks. Like, he'll be like, properly rated? Is he underrated or overly rated? Is he so underrated that it became properly rated? And then he'll say, like... like 
Simmons loves to talk about Jason Tatum and how he's only 19. So he like he was kind of getting trolled about that. Like, but let's talk about how Jason Tatum is not a young 19, not an old 19, but like a young 19. And it's just it's so. It's so pre- and it's very specific. Like you have to listen to yeah. If you don't listen to Simmons, you don't understand like why it's funny. But he sounds like the way he inflects like the inflection. Like the re- the real winner, Las Vegas. Like yeah, it's just it's so perfect. And he like obviously listens to these episodes and takes like the highlights and then like condenses it into his own thing. But yeah, it's at Killa K I L L A K O W. Highly recommend them. He's a good Twitter follow, anyways. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, right now and. Shout out to him. Yeah, dude, if you listen, we live in D.C. You could, like, hang out. You like sparkling water and you make fun of Bill Simmons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, awesome. He does like the, um, are we, like, Bill Simmons loves the, are we sure he's good? <laughs> are we sure he's good? Oh, my God. But, yeah, they're, like, properly rated? Overly rated? Or just rated? And then, um, what's his, um, Chuck Klosserman? He oh, made yeah. fun of how he's, like, he's, like, I like this trailer. Not because it's good, but because it's bad. Like, Chuck Klosterman loves to, like, say some, you know, outlandish whack shit to try to sound deep or whatever. And he just gets it so... I mean, I love parodies, and I don't know if Simmons have seen it, but I think he's he's usually able to laugh at himself. Yeah, I like, mean, and these are just... It's... it's not, I don't not think like, it's really mean. They're not, like, mean-spirited, and they're so well done and so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to when he posts them. I see, like, Simmons has a new podcast. I'm like, okay, are we going to get another I know, like, parody? I, know. I want Simmons to retweet it one day. I, I think that would, that, would, that would show that you're, like, a good sport. They're so funny. Yeah. But. So, anyways, we were... Sorry, that was, like, a digression. We were talking about Simmons. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We used to talk about this, like, guy who we're now obsessed with. I know. So... The Ringer loves to do lists, which are actually, honestly, a great thing for content. I mean, they've done movies, music, all sorts of things, and some of them are fun, some of them are more silly, but they did um, best TV, individual TV episodes of the century. So I guess since 2000 to now, what are the best TV episodes? Yeah, and the caveat was every uh, shows could only get one episode on the list. Which which is tough. Even Simmons in his podcast yesterday said... He didn't agree with that. Like, I guess he wasn't really a part in this. It was, like, the staff or whatever. Oh, was that the Red Sox podcast? Yeah. I didn't listen to that. Oh, he talked about this a little bit. Okay. Um, but he was like, yeah, he went, because you could look at, like, a curb or a wire, and the, you could say, argue easily that they deserve, like, I mean, any wire episode is... Six or seven episodes yeah. on this list. And he went, I know it's going to, like, make... He was talking to Hal, and it's like, I know it's going to make me angry. It's probably going to make you angry. We might have to, like, pot about it later. Which, yeah. So, anyways, Grant and I read it. It is trash garbage. So the best episode they said was a lost episode. Which is like the most ridiculous shit. I've I mean ever they heard. did pick the best lost episode, which I honestly think is one of is one of the best episodes of TV that's come out. I didn't watch Lost. But because I had good taste. It's not I mean, I'm I won't defend Lost, like I mean if Lost had come out if Lost had been a four season show on Netflix, it would have been Maybe the best show. Ever well, made. they wanted it to only be a few seasons, and then ABC, ABC like grabbed them by the balls. They did. Uh huh. Just squeezed them. They did for like <laughs> they have nothing left. Yeah. They squeezed them so hard. I mean, the best season of Lost is the writer strike one because it's short. Like that's what Lost should have been. But anyway, so it just. I mean, they have stuff with the Kardashians and. and just, they, have the, they have episode of Jeopardy. They have an episode of The Price Is Right. Right. They have no. Kardashians. They have the Hills, and it's like. What are you talking about? That's a hundred different TV shows. Like, of course, they have an episode of fucking House Hunters. And, like, yeah. I love House Hunters. But even one with House Hunters International and not regular House Hunters. And that... That's a problem. ...triggered me. And when... Especially when you have no Food Network. Well, I guess they did have a Barefoot Contessa episode. But I mean, they, had, they, like, didn't, they didn't have, like, a Top Chef episode. They didn't have a Top Chef episode. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. They had a Top Chef episode. But they had no Guy Fieri on the list. Oh, my God. Which they should have. But it was just... I mean, and then... Curb... Was at sixty nine, which like no, nice, and they yeah, and they chose the Freak Book episode, which is a great episode. The Freak Book is pretty good, but is it better than Crazy Eyes Killer? That one's a pretty good one. I honestly, my favorite is probably one of the cringiest, which is the Survivor oh, versus God, the Survivor. Where basically, if you haven't seen it, it's a Holocaust survivor gets into an argument with a. I, I guess they I, and earlier in the episode they talk about like oh he's the survivor but like one of them was a, from the show Survivor and a Holocaust survivor gets into an argument with a contestant on the on Survivor the show about it's which so is good. worse and it's so it's so cringy but it's so good yeah I mean the crazy I killer one is really good 
Like, when... when I, what, he says, like, I'm your Caucasian? Yeah, he's like, are you my Caucasian? Yeah. Are you my Caucasian? <laughs> it's so good. So, yeah, I mean, I could have put way more than one episode of Curb. And I think at the 69th slot, that's not great. For Arrested Development, they had the second episode of the series. No. And it was at 64. And it's like, no, that's not the best episode of the series by any means. That's so like the Banana what, Stand one. The first Banana Stand one, Peer Pressure, I mean, that's the one that I think is the best episode of Arrested Development. What, the second episode? No, I'm sorry. That's not the Banana Stand one. I'm sorry. The, the one Peer Pressure is the one where the first one about the lessons. Oh, that one's so good. That one I think is the best. Or then when you get into like season two and three and Tobias is like blowing himself. I mean, those I, ones are good, but in terms of like the perfect comedy episode, I, did, I really think the peer pressure one is good. so... I, just, I didn't think the second... No, no, no. And no. then they had Veep on there, and but that was like in the... the it was the one where like Catherine like filmed her documentary and that was funny. Oh yeah. But that wasn't the best one. I didn't like their wire one either. It was what? It was It was it was um middle ground. It was yeah. like season three. It was like the end of season three. I thought Wallace, the one where like where the fuck is Wallace? I, I put that was, and I mean we, we we kinda had a little Facebook back and forth. And um I mean we can go through what we had on there. I just like thought like I mean, having lost Number one is is a and I just and I I guess I needed to maybe look more at their criteria even though it's probably like bullshit and bunk but like is it just are they just basing it like on this episode alone or do you take into account what like the series meant because it must just be on the episode but I can't imagine a lost episode was better than any episode of The Wire or The Sopranos or like Breaking Bad I mean The Sopranos they did pick Pine Barrens which is like the best the best one so what are your what would your five be I don't know. Can I, can I talk about my five then? Yeah. That I have. So, I have two comedies on there. This is in no order. I have, um, for The Office, I have Gay Witch Hunt. Uh, you love that episode. Because I think it's, it. I think it actually, the way it talks, first of all, the way it talks about, you know, marriage equality. I mean, this was 06, 07, before sort of like the public opinion had, like, had changed. And I think the way that they expose, like, you know, even people like Michael's trying to be accepting about it, but he's so offensive. It's yeah. just like, and he, ki- I mean, when he kisses Oscar yeah. is one of the cringiest. It's so, I mean, that wasn't in the script and that's why people are freaking out when it happens. Cause like that it's a, it's a genuine. And then like I talked about peer pressure is on there. I mean, the lesson stuff is just so funny. It's so good. Like, that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> and then the hot cops, I mean, come on. It's just, there's so hot much. Hot cops are great. There's so much going on in that. And then, so I have the Breaking Bad episode, Face Off, which I think is the single best episode. Oh, yeah. Well, but I, mean, I, I can't, like, so they chose Ozymandias. And that one's great. I mean, I... I I, I mean, I couldn't really argue with that just because, like, there's so many good episodes of Breaking Bad you could choose from that I was... I still think, like, that wasn't... It was in their top ten, but it wasn't... Can I sell you on Face Off, though? I, I think Face Off is great. But can I sell you on the, why sure, I think it's the best one? Sure, sure. I think I had the biggest oh shit moment with uh, Gus and his Face Off. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh my god. And just the way that the whole season built up to this insane plan, like... There's no way this plan should have worked. I mean, he had to convince what's his name, um, Tio, uh, Tio Salamanca, yeah, that like he hated Gus more than he hated him, and that he would be win- like, it would, and, or that Gus would want to come personally. I mean, kill him. He just has to. He just walters his way out of it, and I, that I don't think it was ever really topped in any other. And it really just it solidified the trip like he he was completely too far gone after that he was a he was now a villain yeah i mean i guess you could say there's other points i mean he lets jane die but i think maybe he be, he becomes like just a regular asshole villain to like a super villain like that's when he becomes really like the full transformation of heisenberg okay so there's that one and then i have um the i mean the where the fuck is wallace i think is the most heartbreaking i still i watch it sometimes and i'm still like I mean, it's got Stringer, your bae Stringer, just looking like... Looking like a bae? Like, I would say looking unapologetic... Looking like a snack? Looking like unapologetic as fuck. Like, he's <laughs> just like, his, his his face is just like, don't do this. 
do not like a disappointed dad who's yeah. just like or like a disappointed dad and a son that's like 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 not his real son you know like like a son from a previous marriage that he's like ready to not deal with and then d'angelo's like finally seeing it for himself and he's just like where the fuck is wallace and then like the the urgency of like every yeah. other just so amazing and then uh, the True Detective episode four with the tracking shot where they do like oh that the, was on the list too yeah so that one I mean probably the, I honestly think that's the best scene in any like in terms of like production value and cinematography that's probably the best scene in TV history okay now you have one more that was five that was it yeah there was three dramas um, Breaking Bad Wire oh, that's right yeah, yeah so, I don't know what mine would be I need to think about it because there are shows that like. I think are more important and I enjoyed more but then there are shows that I loved more like reading this list it made me remember like ER for example and Dr. Green's last episode and reading about it I was like oh my god I'm gonna start crying again because I remember sobbing during that episode because I loved ER like loved and then ER is a little overrated okay well you can I don't and then like Alias Alias was like arguably like a good season or two, and then was shit. Alias is a show about a spy. What? Remember that from Arrested Development? Oh, yeah. They say, like, that's his alias, and Buster's like, oh, yeah. alias is a show <laughs> about a spy. But, like, the scene, I remember, because I was, like, a big uh, Sydney and Vaughn shipper. Oh, my God. And then uh, <laughs> that, I mean, she was good looking, but he wakes up, he's got a new bay. Well, I mean, that was in season three. There's, like, a little bit of season two where they are, like, bait up. But this is, like, when no, you no, take I'm, down... Um, she gets kidnapped, right, yeah, or yeah. something. And then they he wakes up, and she's like, what's up, bae? And he's like, actually, I'm married to somebody else. Yeah. But this is where they, like, come across. They've taken down... What was, like, SD6? Yeah, SD6 or something. And they, like, run across, and they're, like, rubble. It was, like, the, after the Super Bowl episode, the one where she's, like, strutting in lingerie. Oh, yeah. Remember? And that was after the Super Bowl because they did it on purpose. That she comes out in red and black lingerie because they thought men afterwards would be like, what the they fuck They were is not this? wrong because I think that was the first episode I watched. <laughs> I bet it was. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I need to think. Maybe the next pod I will, like, come at you with my top five Top episodes. five. I mean, Friday Night Lights was on there. I'd have to re- – I've only seen that once, so I'd have to rewatch it. But do you like the first three iteration of Friday Night Lights or do you like it with uh, the Michael B – like the like season four and five? I like all of it. Well, season two is trash. Season two is bad. Just, you can just skip it. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll, I'll, I ride for Tim Riggins. I know you do. But all the female characters in that show were terrible except for uh, – Connie Britton. My bae, Tammy Taylor. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing actress. But, like, the daughter was annoying. And then, like, Lila Garrity, who was extremely good looking, was was terrible. And then, like, the other one or whatever. The blonde was, girl. The blonde girl was bad. Yeah. yeah. You like Coach Taylor? Duh. Duh. Is he number Duh. one? Is he number one bay in that show? Or is it Sarah's? Oh no, he's number one bay. He's number one bay. I mean, Connie Britton actually might be number one bay. Probably. More than Coach Taylor? Tammy Taylor is pretty amazing. Yeah, and honestly, I've, I've probably said this before on the podcast. Friday Night Lights, you don't have to like football, but like Friday Night Lights. No, because very little to do about football. Yeah, it's you. It's it's just amazing. It is. Ooh, we're getting on to be an hour. I like to keep these about an hour. Yeah, well, we can wrap up there, but I thought we could talk real quick about one more thing. Okay. Because we saw... I knew you were going to say that. I was right... I'm right here. Right here so before you. So, we were blessed with the presence of... Oh, my God. ...the Queen this past weekend. Carrie Hilson? I'm going to murder you <laughs> in your sleep. <laughs> you, if, I, if I wind up dead tomorrow, this is proof. But continue. Um, Beyonce and Jay-Z were in D.C. for the On the Run tour, and we went... On, on the Run too. Yeah. The second the sequel. We went... On Friday with the crew and it was glorious this was my third time seeing Beyonce my second time seeing the two of them together and my third time seeing Jay so it was awesome we had really good seats I mean not like you know pit seats but we had good seats we were in club level what did you think this was your first time seeing both of them so I'm not a concert person I enjoyed the show. I wish it had been two hours, not two and a half hours. That's just my personal, like, I th- 
It's just like with movies, I think movies should try to be succinct if possible. Mm -hmm. I think that Jay-Z's lost a few steps. I talked to somebody who said that he didn't, he seemed perfect on Saturday. I thought he had some flubs and it just didn't matter because he's Jay-Z. Maybe I, you know, I don't know how you felt about that. I don't know if he had flubs. I just think it's hard to compare because you like watch Beyonce and... She just brings so much energy, you know, his dancing and all of this. And then you have Jay come out and that's not, like, his thing. And he's rapping. I don't know. I thought, like, there's definitely a dichotomy there. I don't know if I thought he really lost anything. And I think it's just, like, a different vibe. He seemed similar to when I saw him at the first On The Run tour. He and Kanye, when I saw them during Watch The Throne, that was, like, a different... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibe. Well, that was bros. It was bros. Not your bae. It's different with your bae. It's bae. different with your bae. Especially when your bae is like singing about how you fucking cheated on her. <laughs> yeah. And then you're having to come out and like rap about, yeah, I cheated on her. And I had to like literally kiss her feet and all of this. So, yeah. But it was so much fun. I mean, they just put on a really good show. Although it is kind of funny that he sings Big Pimpin'. <laughs> he does. It's amazing. Like maybe you should cut. I mean, he can't cut that. Because it's, yeah. But... It's definitely, I mean, if you're, if you're a Beyonce fan and you get a chance, I would, I would say definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. I mean, they know how to put on. Yeah. They know how to put on a show. They work, they have great chemistry together. They, they work well. I mean, they, they have it down to a science. I mean, they know what the people want. They They give the people what they want. They do because then they show you like home movies and you get to see like glimpses of their life which they don't share with the public yeah i mean i don't don't really care about that i mean i do like seeing pictures of the twins was awesome and there's like this whole narrative arc with the do less videos i love the videos no you're completely incorrect i could have used less videos you're completely incorrect he doesn't know what he's talking about don't (laughs) listen to him i could have used more videos it tells a great narrative arc i bought the like tour book with all like the pictures. Yeah, I bought Beyonce her three is shirts. Naked in it. FYI. I bought her three shirts. You did. And then she bought another one. I did. So she has four shirts from this tour. Well, yeah, but one of them is an Ivy Park shirt. So that's still four shirts. I know. It's a lot of shirts. You didn't have to buy me three shirts. I know. I wanted to, but I just want to point out that in our apartment, in our in our dresser, I have one drawer. Okay, I like. The, the amount of the, the there's there's not a lot of equity with the amount of clothing that's that's oh basically giving me a look okay I'm about to I'm about to lose that one drawer now <laughs> we'll see what happens with the clothes in that drawer oh god okay um we're thinking about seeing the Donald Glover I'm America tour so we'll see what happens with that and we'll come we'll come that's in September we'll come at you giving you all the details is it September or October September cool. I'm, at at and, the Verizon Center, which oh, is so much easier than whack-ass FedEx Field where we got stranded and stuff like shit. Although, shout out to Wilhelmina, or I know, shout driver. out, who waited for us at Largo Town Center where we trekked. It was like, it was like, getting, it was like Moses getting out of the desert from <laughs> FedEx, I swear to God. We had stayed after to get a shirt, and the people that left probably 15 minutes before us had still not gotten an uber by the time like yeah we got home before people who left i mean shout out perry and olivia who walked in the wrong direction i mean if you're not familiar with the area no it's confusing yeah um but yeah so maybe we'll go see him i also have reese witherspoon in september oh yeah we're gonna have to oh you'll have to talk about that yeah i'm excited about that and i keep telling you yeah her book tour i want to go see um Nine Inch Nails. Oh, okay. I'm not big into Nine Inch Nails. I know, but I really am. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I like The Hand That Feeds. That's a good song. It's a great song. Yeah. You should like their stuff. They're like about like shooting on capitalism. Yeah. Trent Reznor's woke. You should Yeah, like he's him. pretty cool. I don't know. They're at the anthem. That could be fun. That could... Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's the anthem. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. They like to do small venues. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, we'll have to look into that. Okay. I prefer the smaller venue shows to the FedEx... Like to the big. Yeah, I like. I mean, that's ones. fine for like Beyonce and stuff, but like we were talking, Grant and I, then we'll can wrap all of this up. But that if I was going to see Jay Z solo, like rather do not with like Bay or not one. Kanye, I, no, I would rather it be like at a nine thirty oh, or an even anthem. Smaller. I think he would be great in that kind of venue if he's just doing a solo tour. 
he's not with like a you know a co-headliner i think he'd be really cool in an anthem kind of place and they would sell out like in a heartbeat but i think that would be a cool place to see him live okay that's all i have to say cool. oh i've got like the um nazi episode of seinfeld on oh here. my god this is she's cute she's a nazi she's a cute nazi okay so on that note of talking about cute Nazis, oh god, um, oh. don't what is it? What does Winhurst call it? On you're gonna aggregate. So he's gonna aggregate us, and we're gonna get like, watch us get like a huge pro-Nazi following oh, because god, we will be on Brightburn because we, we said I know we're like we're like Seinfeld. we're like right-wing heroes or oh, something. God. But anyway, um, thank you for listening, Lamine. Please remember to <laughs> fact check everything about us and uh, have a great rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to us. All right, see ya.